What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 90 of the Backmarkers F1 show. This is going to be the recap of the Italian Grand Prix, and we're also going to condense some Mugello and some breaking news into it, which we're going to get to in a little bit. A lot going on in the F1 world. But anyways, I'm glad that everybody could join us, Chris, Tyler, and Shaker, here along. We're a couple days removed from what was definitely my favorite race in recent memory, if not all time. Uh, I know we can make some arguments as to what was the best race ever, but for me personally, all this was time? my favorite. This was my favorite race wow. of all time in my my own personal list. Okay, um, I just thoroughly enjoyed it on uh, on every level. Uh, I enjoyed obviously the podium, the the red flag, everything which which we're going to get into. But uh, I guess we'll just maybe start with just some general thoughts. What what did you guys think uh, think of that Italian Grand Prix? Yeah, I thought I, w- I had a roller coaster of emotions for this race, guys. I was like, at the beginning, I, had, I thought it was going to be kind of boring. Like the first, like, you know, five laps. I'm like, okay, well, this is just seeming like spa. Well, this is just seeming like spa. And, uh, and then, yeah, it just started to get more and more interesting. And then the red flag happened, which I had never witnessed before. So I was like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, it was, um, so yeah, I came back and I think it was, um, probably right before the red flag, right before they went into the red flag and Gasly had put on the hard tires and I was like, oh my God, he's in the best position to be winning this race. I'm like going and then, and then it happened and, and then it happened guys. It, <laughs> it's, it's, it happened. It's, it, like, I can just, I don't even know how to describe it. It was just, <laughs> it was, it was fantastic. Yeah, no, I, I was uh, at the cottage and uh, so I didn't get to watch it live, unfortunately, which sucks because I, yeah. I would, you know, I would like to see it live. Um, but I was tuning in on my phone and, and just watching the rate or I guess following along with it. And I said, you know, I screw it. And I turned on because I can get, I streamed it for the last seven laps to watch the the chase between Science and Gasly. And it was fantastic. I had such a good time. People were talking to me. And I was zoning. I was completely zoned out on the race. And because um, we, we don't have TV up at, at the college yeah. or anything like that. And um, yeah, it was awesome. So I went back, rewatched the race, knowing everything that happened. And I followed along. And it was very enjoyable. Maybe that's why I don't have the direct emotion of of you saying, oh, it was the best, maybe up there for the best of all time because I didn't watch it live. Um, but it was a very, very entertaining race. Even at, in the end, like the PVRing and watching it on replay, I was engaged the whole time, which is hard to do when you know the result of a race. Yeah. True. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and especially when you're watching it live, you had a good idea that, okay, like we might get a first-time winner here between mm-hmm. Stroll or Gasly or Science, but you weren't really sure because even when Hamilton got sent back to the grid, I'm like, Man, I wouldn't be surprised if he storms oh, back yeah. on no, to win. I said the same thing too. I, I would not be surprised if he uh, if he came back up. Yeah. The other reason I had roller coaster emotions because I thought Charles was gone during that incident. When I first oh, saw that, it yes. during the oh, initial yes. camera, initial like first camera angle, I'm like, oh my god, I really hope he's okay. What what and, a, what a cut that was, yeah, right? <laughs> right, like literally just to him running into the barrier, and I was like, what? Yeah. What? Like, yeah. So that's, I literally had a, like, I was all over the place for this race. Yeah. No, props to the director and yeah. the, uh, tech, the technical director on switching to the camera, like, very quickly. That was not a director call for sure. Yeah, that definitely. was definitely a technical director yeah, call. Just, <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure if they were watching an onboard or if they just saw him lose it and then cut right to it. But, uh, yeah. yeah that, I think that was the problem, right? Is they cut almost a second before he hit the barrier. So it just like, looked really, really bad. Yeah. And, and I mean, it was. I mean, he lost it at really high speeds uh, at the Parabolica. 
but obviously uh, the safety has gone a long way and the barrier did do its job, but they had to replace uh, the barrier, which caused the red flag. But uh, yeah, glad, glad that LeClaire was okay. Yeah. But I'd like to say a big thanks to Kevin Magnuson because yeah, Kevin he... Magnuson popped off that race for us. Driver of the day. <laughs> Honestly, you might as well give it to him. <laughs> Um, yeah, and you know his he had the best radio of the of the weekend too, where it's like, oh, um, ooh, something's Something broken. <laughs> Just like, yeah, this is normal. Yeah, um, but you it's know, it's a thing. It was a in thing. the car. Yeah, something <laughs> is broken. Uh, but yeah, no, kudos for to, to, to K Mag, and uh, I just want to put in that I am continuing the trend. We're soccer, you know, soccer jerseys. Oh yes, footy jerseys tell the story. Of uh, of the race, and we got, we've got a Paris Saint Germain jersey. See, Tyler right from Paris. Tyler didn't call us up for this incident. We could have set up this table as a podium. We could have. So he could have been Paris. I guess I would have been uh, Montreal direction. Impact. Yeah, it would have been Montreal Impact. Yeah, and then for for Lance, and you could have had a Barcelona. Well, no, Barcelona. I don't think Carlos likes Barcelona. What is he? Is he from Madrid? I think, I think he's he, a Madrid. I think fan. he's a Madrid. But oh, okay. He's probably he seems like an Atletico fan. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. We should find out. We should yeah. find I th- out. I There's think a- it's uh, it's Madrid, though. Yeah. I, I don't know if Gasly's a PSG fan. He is. Not. Oh, yes. He is. Yes. Yeah. He's a yeah. huge. Well, he might be a Real fan because I know he's a huge Zidane fan, and that's why he took the number ten. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's, that's a, a good story. Fun fact. Yeah, that's a great fact. <laughs> I think a few weeks ago he came in with the Mbappe shirt. Maybe it was the Hungarian Grand Prix or something. Okay. So I think uh, I think he actually got a call from uh, Neymar and Mbappe after uh, after a race win. <laughs> Not a big deal. Nice. Yeah. Um, he had yeah, a few missed calls on yeah. Sunday, I think. Yeah. Right. So. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, one from the president. Pierre's like, yeah, fuck off. I got more yeah, important. Yeah, people Mbappe to talk to. is calling. Yeah. Oh, Neymar's on the line. Yeah, put him through. Yeah. <laughs> nope. So that's why I'm wearing the PSG jersey for uh, for Pierre. And uh, yeah, this one is from Paris too. Yeah. So it's legit from the store. So, Champs Elysees. Yeah, it's got Ibra on the back. Yeah, greatest you're wondering. Greatest PSG player in history. More greatness to go all around. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Beautiful. Uh, maybe next podium we'll do that. We'll see if we can. Yeah, see if we can. I just realize something. it's like the same number as Gasly and everything too. It, it is. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it is yeah. true. It is. Yeah. It did not click number to 10. Me. <laughs> Man, unfortunately, you can't turn around. It's just going to look weird. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, trust me. Trust me, folks. It yeah. is number ten. Yeah. So. Okay, it doesn't work. Yeah, so one and you know what? As as we're on the topic, maybe we can pull up the clip of the French commentators calling the final third of the lap because I just thought that this was brilliant. Even if you don't understand a lick of French, which even though we do live in Ottawa and right next to Quebec, I don't. Oh, but, yeah. but I, it's I understood like the main details. Yeah, <laughs> Pierre Gasly won. <laughs> You see what he's saying here is So much pressure at this moment oh, man. Saying he's harvesting energy Twenty-four years and so many days. Yeah, I think it's twenty-something days or something. See, we're bilingual. <laughs> How awesome is that? That is so. Like, cool. see, even what is it? Three, four days after the race, oh, it's still I like, still like, why not? I got watching. Like, yeah. give it a round of applause, <laughs> like, cheered like, him on. I got yeah, yeah, I do have chills. Oh, uh, that's so cool, man. I don't. I don't know if there was a person that follows the sport that wasn't happy with well, that result. You know, oh, yeah. you know, 
the best sportsman-like conduct to who it came from this entire weekend? Toto Wolf. I don't oh, really? know if you guys saw his interview uh, after after the race and his little his little interview. He was just like, uh, he's like, I am I am not upset today. This is great for F one, great for Pierre Gasly, great great for AlphaTauri. I am very upset. happy for them today. Oh, like he didn't. I I'm, I almost want to pull it up. I'm, you guys got it. It was <laughs> it was one of those moments where I was like, oh, he's human. Man, yeah, must be a rare <laughs> moment. This is uh, good for F one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, oh, he's not being robotic right now. This is this is interesting. Total, you ruined F1. No, <laughs> you didn't, to be fair. What a name. I think this is yeah. Is this this the, is 2019. Yeah, no, <laughs> they're totally not wearing masks. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I was just like, something seems off right here. <laughs> Uh, oh my god please just give me the right I'll one. take your word for it it's okay we'll yeah. take your word for it um, well, if and, you find it we'll, we'll, we'll cut to it yeah and the other one uh, Grosjean too Grosjean was yeah, very Grosjean happy yeah Grosjean was very happy he was like he jumped into a pair of his arms almost looked yeah. like yeah after the race right yeah, yeah. I mean, same Matt's with Charles too. I mean I know he's Monaco but I mean it's close it's close it's, it's, yeah, it's close and all are really good friends and everything so no that was very cool and like it, it I kind of thought after the race too uh, coming off the Belgian Grand Prix with uh, Antoine Hubert is his yeah. you know year and a bit now after uh, the passing of Antoine and you know, just the French connection uh, I thought was kind of a cool little touch uh, as well he placed a little bit of my memory there being like oh, you know that's that's kind of you know fitting it could have been you know nice was that Belgium but uh, yeah um, pretty cool that and he ended up winning well, just the whole redemption story, like last summer at the same time is when he got demoted, obviously when, mm. when the when he lost his friend Antoine. And then a year later, he's now won a race, which yeah. he probably didn't expect. Nobody else really would have expected. So the whole full circle redemption story is really nice. So uh, yeah, it's super excited and, and ecstatic for Pierre. There's a picture after the race of Horner and... Um, um, Helmet? Oh, yes. Thank you. Helmet uh, talking after the race. And you're like, oh, I wonder what, what this the conversation? is about. I don't think they can do it. I don't think they can do it. I mean, you know who I feel End the hardest the for right now? Like, despite all, like, you know, the, the people who lost a race? Alex Albon. I know. That guy. kid is probably in his own head right now, just fucking losing his fucking mind. Well, he had <laughs> contact with Gasly on lap one. Yeah. If yeah. you guys remember yeah. that. So yeah, how different everything could have, you know, changed uh, that way if he would have went out of the race, which easily could have happened. So I think it's tough, right, though, to see that. But at the same time, I think Gasly... And I touched upon it in my uh, in my opinion article yesterday about where where should Gasly go next or what she should do next. I don't think going back to Red Bull at the moment is is, is a good idea. He's in such a good groove right oh. now. Just yeah. leave him where he is. I, I think Red Bull they've they've haven't really figured themselves out yet, and they just can easily blame it on the second driver. But uh, I think they're going to need to wait, or I think I think Gas is going to need to wait to see if Red Bull can build an actual championship contending car on 2022, mm-hmm. and then maybe move over. But Hell, I mean, you've won the same amount of races as Verstappen has in 2020. So That's true. Why He's, move? Yeah, he was. When's the last time we've had a non top three win? 2013, Kimi Raikkonen mm. in Australia. Mm. Good one. Yeah. Was, was I heard it repeated a bunch of times. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, with Lotus. Lotus. Eh? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, Lotus. Lotus. That's right. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, such a cool little moment there. And a first career victory. Even, well, I guess Charlotte did it last year. What? 
but uh, here, yeah. Here's, here's another question because I don't know. I might be wrong about this. Was the last red flag incident where they had to stop the race Jules Bianchi in twenty? 20- 14? No. No, it probably would have I know been there's been red flags the Baku. last couple of years, but they're never, like, have they stopped the race like Baku. that? Yeah, Baku 2017. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because people were drawing parallels. So it's funny that Pierre Gasly gets his first career victory in an Alpha Tauri Toro Rosso in Monza, same way Vettel did in 2008. First mm. career victory yeah. in a Toro Rosso. And then other people pointing out that the last time Lance Stroll was on a podium was because of a red flag situation, Baku in 2017. Oh. And also in that race, Kimi Raikkonen's teammate got a 10-second stop-go penalty. Vettel when he ran into Hamilton purposely, right. and now Giovinazzi when he drove in the pit lane. So people were making this interesting numerology or whatever that term is, uh, you know, when they kind of the stars align, whatever, yeah. if you believe in that type of stuff. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of really interesting parallels in that sense. Wow, crazy. Yeah, it's, that is yeah. crazy. And uh, so basically what you're saying, if we want somebody that's not <laughs> Ferrari, Red Bull or Lewis Hamilton, the top three teams need to have a 10 second violation. Yes. yes. And a red flag. But yeah. it needs to happen more All than together. halfway into the race. <laughs> yeah, Not in the first two laps. If you see Kevin Magnuson parking his car at the beginning of the pit lane, you know some shit's going down. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's doing it again. <laughs> yes. He's being paid to do it. <laughs> I, I think we're going to have to, I, when his team radio, uh, maybe that was planned. They're like, pull over. We need an exciting race. Yeah. Right yeah. here. No, stop. Just stop right in front of the pit lane. Should I, uh, should I box? No, 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 no. Stop no, right no, there. Stop right <laughs> there. No, yeah. nailed it. Um, which ultimately led to, to Hamilton screwing up. Well, I guess that's not Hamilton's fault. Mercedes screwing up. No, okay, you know, it, was, it is, it is both 100%. Their yeah. It's both their faults. Hamilton should have read the X's on the side and Mercedes should have been like, the classic like yeah that was with Kimmy eh? no that was with uh, Hamilton in um, Germany Germany was yeah, that okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yes 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 which yeah, I don't th- he did not get a penalty uh, for that incident no uh, yeah that, that was funny I, I think I would argue that he should have seen the second uh, yellow or red flag with the cross mm-hmm. on it um, and again the communication as well but apparently like he didn't hear or didn't understand the first message so I'm not exactly sure what well, the breakdown was you can tell by it's the time crazy got how the first... he understands messages when it benefits him yeah. <laughs> when <laughs> but uh, he... <laughs> you could tell though like he didn't get that message until he was already in pit lane and he like kind of like threw one of his arms up like what like, yeah what are you talking about <laughs> Well, so. and then that whole thing where in the, during the red flag, he jumps on the scooter and goes to the steward's office, you know. To, oh, I had oh, no yeah. idea how that happened. Yeah. I, oh, saw him oh, yeah. Jump on the, I saw him jump on the scooter. Yeah, he drove like through the pit lane, or not drove on the scooter, but I guess pedaled his scooter through the pit lane and then went up into the steward's office. And I guess he was trying to make his case for why he shouldn't get a penalty, but they brought, they brought Giovinazzi's penalty pretty quickly, which was interesting because he pitted after Hamilton. So I was hoping that they weren't going to like not give him a penalty. No, I think they just knew Giovinazzi was like cut and clear. They're like, yeah, no, he, I don't know why they did that. Right, because like, it would have came later, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah get it. They were um, kind of reviewing film on Hamilton, but still. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, if you, basing it completely on video, if you looked at like the replay, which they showed like 30 seconds after the incident happened, it shaw- you could see the red flag like probably f- almost like two seconds before he passes it. So... It, it's if a tough... I'm a driver, I mean, which I'm not, um, I would be looking for a flag trying to get in the pit lane to see if anything happened. Because obviously he saw the incident. 
right. because he he obviously mentioned it was it because of that Ferrari incident or that car the car uh, the car uh, the car the uh, yeah the Magnuson incident. So he obviously saw a car on the side. Yeah, and something happened. So like, should you not be paying attention to a flag if you've been a driver for almost fifteen years? It's very rare though in F one that they close the pit lane. Yeah, it is and like tirely, you'll know from NASCAR and IndyCar, like that's a common occurrence under a full course caution that they'll well, close like, pit road. They use, they close pit road right when the caution comes out, and then you do your little pace lap or whatever. Mm-hmm. And if you like, you've already if you're in the crash, you go down the pit lane or whatever to get some service. Yeah. Um, but then they'll open it for everyone to come down and pit, which is makes it very exciting. Yeah. You know, but. So that's you know, maybe you could do that with. Uh, well, now I'm always trying to change. I know we had a comment on our last thing. Stop trying these. Uh, we're Americans. We're not American. We're Canadian. I, that's Number like one. the that's so many different comments. Yeah. Don't, don't that's it. very insulting. Don't insult that <laughs> guy. Um, but if you stack everyone up in the safety car like what NASCAR does, and then like do a lap in the safety car, everyone's, everyone's together, catches up, and then you open the pits. And just the cluster that would be in the yeah. pits would be kind of wild. Because the pits are really small, too. So it's yeah. just like cars yeah. trying to go in and Double out. Double stack. And, like, yeah. it would, maybe it would be too I much. Think it would be way too that. much. They can't handle four yeah. cars in the pit lane sometimes. Yeah, you can't so. do that. Yeah. But anyways, that's why I think I, I can't even remember the last time we ever had something like that happen in F1. So could understand some mess ups there. But I guess in a surprise to see Mercedes do it. But I'm happy because, again, look, look at the race that we got. So uh, yeah. I think Mercedes, mm-hmm. you know. Let me play them a song on the world's sa- smallest violin. You know, like you're still winning yeah. the world championship. Yeah. <laughs> like, they'll find they'll decimate everybody this yeah. weekend. Uh, what happened Jello. to Valtteri? Valtteri had a very tough race, didn't he? He had a puncture, bro. He didn't. Yeah, yeah I know. He had, he had a, had a, slow he had a team that wanted Hamilton to win. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know. He's, he's complaining about his engine mode, but like I don't know why they wouldn't give him the same one as Lewis. Like I don't know what was going on there. I know it's the first week of that new engine mode. People yeah. are, but like, it brought us an exciting race. It really hurt the Red Bulls apparently because I don't know where they were. I just you could you could feel the frustration coming for Valtteri because he knew he had more engine modes and he just wasn't getting them. Yeah. So like, it was I, a yoke. Yeah. A yoke. Yeah. It was a yoke. <laughs> uh, I understand it was hot and they were dealing about the dealing with the dirty air. But why was Hamilton able to go from 18th to 17th place or seventh place? Sorry. Yeah. No. Exactly. Well, yeah. It's just. Sure, twenty-two seconds of clean air, but that clean air should not benefit you. That forward. like well that it, much, yeah. Yeah. No, it's kind of crazy. I'm not sure if he had any damage from the sort of tight turn one incidents, uh, but I don't I don't think he got hit too much. Uh so was he turning down the engine because of overheating, or was he not allowed to maybe use the scenario two uh because of the engine ban? I'm not really sure what happened, but he struggled all race. Like Ricardo got by him, which oh by the way, I was a little bit worried and almost scared to see the Ricardo lawn mowing service back on Sunday. Oh. But uh, luckily, Wait, it what? Didn't. Well, remember, remember in Australia uh, last year when he went onto the grass in Australia and his front wing exploded? Yeah. Oh, and he yes, did that again. Yes, I think yes, it was on the yeah. second restart. Yeah, yeah. He passed uh, Max going into turn one. And I was like, oh no, here we go again. But uh, stay in the race. Oh, so this was my theory, sorry. I remember I was like trying to think why, Val- why, because Valtteri was ahead of Max Verstappen and then Sainz was ahead of him, correct? At the beginning of the race? At the beginning of the race? And then Hamilton Valter had a second. Valtteri was second. Science was third. So Bottas blew the start yeah. from I, lights out. I don't think Valtteri was second. Yeah. I think he lost. I think second. He, no, but I think he blew the start. I oh, know. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just, I'm talking about in like right off like the first like five or 10 laps or so. I think oh, he, oh, he was yeah. like down like piece five, piece P- six. Yeah, but like six, because Ricardo passed him at uh, Ascari. Yeah. 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 
yeah, I just thought they were just trying to hold everybody else back and give Hamilton more of a more of a lead is what my theory was. Yeah, it was weird, but I mean, it, Bottas really kind of screwed it up in that sense. For and he screwed up a lot of starts this year. If you go back to yeah. Hungary and, and a couple other ones, so you can tell he was pretty pissed off. He was yeah, like, "What he, is going on?" Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's had a pretty bad year to be honest with he's you. He's not. He has kind of like a 2018 style year. Yeah. So it's it's a bit strange in that sense. We need but Valtteri 4.0 next year. Yeah, 3.0. 3.0 wasn't good. Yeah, 2.0 was good. <laughs> yeah, 2.0 was good. We just need a hardware update for that one, and then we'll be good. But yeah, it, it was fun to see some of those cars out of position and getting Ricardo and those in the mix as well. So I'm happy to see that that happened in that case. But uh, was is there a game update? Yeah, there's a game update. Yeah, it's it's 98, 98 going in overtime. Oh, this is the it's folks the are talking about the Raptors and Celtics game, Raptors game going on here. That is the National Basketball Association. <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah, no, we're not a basketball podcast. <laughs> no, sorry, I just, not today at least. Means a not lot. Today. <laughs> uh, all right, so moving off of Valtteri's pace, the other note I had is uh, obviously Vettel's brake failure, which was hilarious. Well, I mean, not that funny because it's really dangerous, but they <laughs> have in the probably the best spot of the best yeah time. it definitely like, did the yeah. safest spot it could have happened well, on the track no i don't think it's the safest spot because you have it's a hard breaking zone so if he had someone in front of him like we remember it was a couple of years ago kiviat almost wiped out yeah. someone i'm just mean safest in terms of that incident where oh no barrier yeah. no, no barrier, barriers yeah. or anything to hit yeah definitely <laughs> definitely that at least there were no cars in yeah, front of nothing him. in front of him if you were to brakes fail go through any kind of barrier that yeah. is that is what you want like yeah. But him like exploding through that styrofoam was, was like, just like oh, yeah. a perfect summary of yeah, Ferrari yeah. season. And my favorite was like on the lap, and he's like, brakes failed, you know, like a brake line exploded, and they're like, okay, stop the car. Motherfucker, I said the brakes failed. <laughs> yeah, you like, can't when... stop the car. A little slow. <laughs> yeah, it was funny when he was coming down pit lane, and Brundle was saying like, oh, they're going to have to get 20 mechanics to catch him here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See how that works. Sounds awful. It's like we've seen that in NASCAR before, right? Whoop. Yeah, yeah guy goes flying over the windshield. But what was interesting uh, in this video was making the rounds on uh, on Twitter, because I see you got it queued up, was Vettel after his Q1 exit, didn't go home, was watching qualifying from uh, the Parabolica. He doesn't get to watch races, man. I would want to be like, if you were a driver, you're like, yeah, I'm going to go like be a fan today. Why yeah. not, right? Yeah. Scout the Williams. Yeah. But listen to the end here. I think he's like talks about one of the McLarens. <laughs> he hit the apex? Didn't hit the apex. Oh, is that what he's checking? Yeah. He's like two so he's, yeah, he said two McLaren's left. Yeah. Whatever. I love at the end where he's like, ah, he's like, why is my car so shit? <laughs> like, I should be out there. Uh, uh. <laughs> I just thought that was really cool. Yeah, cool. That That's a nice camera angle as well. That is um, cool, and it like it shows how much he loves the sport, right? Like you could see him maybe after he's retired too, doing something. Seems like that retirement know, is man. on hold. Maybe as we segue into the breaking news. Oh, I really want to talk about the blankets. You want to do that first? You want to do that no. first? <laughs> <laughs> okay, breaking news. This is really important. Yeah, Somebody is... get Kimmy some goddamn blankets. <laughs> <laughs> get him his gloves. Get him his drink. Steering wheel. Hey. Now he needs his blanket. Okay yeah, yeah. Jump out of the castle. Uh, oh, I mean, that's... I, I, I think I missed that part in the original time, video. So. Blankets on the tires as quickly yeah. as you can. Yeah. Come on, guys. 
Still great. Come on, so move! The plan is we will get at least 10 minute warning before we have the restart. So if you want to stay in the car, stay in the car. If you want to jump out, jump okay, out. Okay, but where is the plan? <laughs> Just cut yeah, yeah, out. You allowed to put, yeah, put it on then. Stop saying that you're putting. Let's put them on. <laughs> Found them, put them on. Yeah, Find yeah. them, put them on. <laughs> Classic. Did anybody else notice that Charles Leclerc is also Kimmy's race engineer? What? Yeah, go go back go back and listen to this guy. Does he not sound like Charles? Yeah, yeah. Jump out of the castle. I, I don't know. Oh my god! Oh, man. Like, like imagine him saying, "I am stupid. I am stupid." That's crazy. It's on the tires as quickly yeah. as you can. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. No, like if you go back to the, oh, I think it's coming up when yeah. you speak. So more. the plan is we will get at least ten minute warning before we have the restart. So if you want to stay in the car, <laughs> stay in the car. If you want to jump out, jump okay, out. Okay, but where is the blankets? Yeah. It's pretty yeah, impressive, right? That's pretty crazy. Crazy! Crashed into the just crashed into right? it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also, yeah, I saw a video. Of how do we know? Away. Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty cool. Was how do we know it's not him? Right? I mean, yeah, I was gonna say, how do we not know? Like, you he, know, he's just... like he did run <laughs> when he got out of the car. He did run, so maybe he was running to the. Yeah. Uh, he's the like, wall, I gotta the talk to wall. Kimmy. <laughs> talk to Kimmy. He's gonna look Get for his blankets. blankets. <laughs> <laughs> run, guys. <laughs> Uh, so that was not the breaking news, no, but uh, if but the blankets, we still have not found them. That's right. I think Kimmy has found his gloves. He's got his steering wheel. Needs blankets. Uh, he still won't have the drink. No, he did not. It was down his yeah. leg last race. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll see where it is next race. So yeah, we'll give you guys an update. But uh, yeah, so moving on to the official. Kimmy's just hit old age racing mode. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't get <laughs> sponsored by Depend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, well, the actual breaking news, and I'm very glad that this happened before we recorded this. And actually, it's kind of an advantage of recording a few days on from a race uh, is being able to catch up on some of the breaking news before it actually happening. Usually after we record, but if you haven't heard, which you probably have, it's that Sergio Perez and Racing Point are no longer. He will be leaving the team at the end of this 2020 season. So he's got nine races left. And that essentially, it hasn't been confirmed yet. Maybe by the time this video comes out on Thursday uh, or by Friday free practice, that Sebastian Vettel will be joining Racing Point slash Aston Martin for 2021. So this is breaking right on the air. I'd like to know what you guys, what do you guys think about that? I saw, we saw it all coming. Um but it was kind of for, it's like surreal seeing Sergio Perez leaving Racing Point because they've been together for seven years. When you think of Sergio Perez, you think of Force India and Racing Point. Um, so it's kind of weird seeing it in writing. Uh, but we, well, we all knew it was going to happen. Lance wasn't losing his ride. And we kind of had a figure that Vettel was was going to head over to Racing Point with all you know the, the elbows that they've been giving each other yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and uh, whatever. <laughs> um, so... It's interesting for Sergio because now where does he go? Does he go to Alfa Romeo where was Sauber? He started his career there. Is there an open seat at Haas maybe that he can you know squeeze on into? Does he want to go to Haas? I don't think he has a choice <laughs> if he wants to stay in F1. I think it's going to be one of those two. I mean, he does provide Haas with a lot of money when he comes there, so that is a big, yeah, I, that is going to be a benefit for them. And I think Haas will be looking for someone who's experienced. Like they don't want yeah. a young kid in their cars; they can't really yeah, afford sure. that. So, yeah. two options there. Um, I can't really think of anywhere else he could end up. That would probably be it, unless Red Bull wanted to move Albon down to Alpha Tauri, bump okay. Kvyat out, and move in Perez, which is very highly unlikely. Yeah, I don't think so. I think Perez would be like, no, give me the the top tier car. 
Well, that's what I mean, though. He would go to, to Red Bull. Oh, Albon I would go back to Alpha Tauri, and then Kvyat would be, oh, I see. unfortunately, so Gass- Okay, so I already presumed Gassi was going up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Shaker. Uh, I was going to say, so after Pierre Gasly's win, I think this is a missed opportunity for Toro. So the dream team right now for me, Sebastian Vettel, <laughs> Pierre Gasly. Ultimate team right there. That is an ultimate team. <laughs> But it makes sense though when you brought it up. Yeah. it's like the only two guys to ever win a race for them. So yeah, yeah. put them in the same team. Put them in right? the same team. You got a guy who's in his mid thirties who can talk you through all like the main like issues that you have. He knows cars inside and out. Then you got a young mid twenty year old who's who wants to fight for a big team, and he Toroso can be a good team. It, they, they've shown it. They've won two podiums this year, or sorry, uh, in the last year. But yeah, as soon as I saw this come through, I was like, oh man, like. That, it wouldn't have happened. Wouldn't have happened. But it would have been such a good thing to see, like both those both those two winners come through those teams. Yeah, I, that would have been interesting. Yeah, right. I brought this up to Chris, and I'm like, that's the dream team. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I like about you, Shakers. You always bring up the things that like you never think about. No, you know what I mean. Like it's it's a unique way. I'm like, you know what? That could work. Yeah, he goes work. back to the team he started with. Right there alongside Gasly. And apparently Gasly has like, he sees Vettel as like an idol. I saw him quote something like that where he like massively respects Vettel and almost looks at him as like one of his racing idols. So I was like, that'd be a great team. Father Seb. Father Seb, yeah. Father Seb. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, you know, I, it's it's interesting because it's sort of this whole racing point, uh, Sergio Perez situation is uh, kind of like good news, bad news. Because on the one hand, if Vettel is confirmed for Aston Martin for next season, I'm happy because he stays in the sport. And I think he's going to be going to a much friendlier and much better environment for him than Ferrari the last couple of years in terms of the fact that he could actually build something with Aston Martin, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. especially with the way that, obviously, the the copy of Mercedes, whatever you want to call it. So they're going to have a decent car for next year, much better than Ferrari, if to this year shows us anything, obviously. So he might actually have a chance to get some podiums next year and maybe even a race win if, if he's lucky, like Lance Stroll had the opportunity. So... On that side of things, I'm like, okay, I'm really glad that Vettel's staying in the sport. He's my favorite driver. I think he's excellent for the sport. He's moving up the grid. He's moving up the grid, right? Yeah, (laughs) which is hilarious. Um, But at the same time, though, it's like, man, loyalty really doesn't matter that much in Formula One. I don't know if it ever did, but here's a guy, like you mentioned, Perez, with the team seven years. Let's not forget he's the guy that saved a ton of jobs at Force India when they went into administration before Lawrence Stroll stepped in. He's brought them a lot of finances through his sponsors. And he's also helped build the team into the best of the rest in the midfield the last couple of years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now they're like, yeah, you know what, Sergio? Sorry, don't need you anymore. We're obviously not going to kick out the boss's son. No, he's got a podium. He's got a fourth in he's championship, got, he's right? Got the, he's got the first podium in Racing Point history. Yep. True. He cannot do that. True. Which I, and it could be the only. But see, that's the problem, though, right? Is like I do believe Lance Stroll deserves a seat in F1, and I think he's been driving really well this season. But if you if you if I'm a, if I'm a team manager and you're saying who do you want in your team, a Sergio Perez Sebastian Vettel lineup would be phenomenal, phenomenal. I mean, there's also Williams next year. They have a brand new team, technically new. Okay, now you lost me. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> you don't I don't don't think see it happening. No, I'm on it, boys, right now. <laughs> next year, <laughs> not at all. That's not gonna happen. No way. <laughs> So it's tough. It's it's tough in that sense because uh, I, I think Perez is a fantastic driver and I think he does deserve a shot in another team. But again, what he's built with Racing Point to become Aston Martin, you have this new Aston Martin project coming on as a works team. You've got a lot of finances behind them. This is the first time that 
if you look at the history of Racing Point, Force India, Minardi, going back to the, the team's origins, it's the first time they've really had some significant financial backing like Lawrence Stroll. So it's a unique situation for Perez. He could have possibly built himself as a race winner in the future. You don't know what's going to happen with the new regulations, right? They could become like a powerhouse. I don't know. Yeah, you never know. You never know. So I don't know, man. It's it's really tough. It's unfortunate because I feel bad for Sergio. And But again, you know, we expected that uh, Lance Stroll was never going to lose his seat. He deserves a seat, but it's it's a tough situation to be in. Yeah, no, for sure. But it'll be interesting because now silly season dominoes start to fall. Yeah. Um, we had a little taste of it when, you know, Fernando Alonso's coming back to F1 next year. I don't think people remember that. He's yeah. coming back no, to F1. I still right? remember that. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay. You know, what, you know what reminded me of it? This is going to be a fire team next year. <laughs> it is going to be a fire. There's going to be a lot of emotion on the radio. Um, we could, I guess we could segue to this. <laughs> we segue um, at 100 to, miles per hour. Yeah, to Esteban. Fantastic job there. Fantastic job. Well done, mate. P8 from P12. That's not bad at all. Daniel P6. Good points for the team again. Well done, mate. Yeah, copy. I disagree. I think we missed out completely this race. It was a massive... Okay, just hold uh, it on the radio, please. Hold it on the radio. We'll talk about it in the office. Thank you. No, we have to, we have to face... Please, what, do what's not the reality? Reality? This is not a place. <laughs> you know what's interesting about this, though, is on YouTube, you can find the full radio where his, his engineer is repeatedly telling him, make sure to drink all the fluid. Drink all the fluid, which is probably code word for shut the fuck up, Esteban. So... Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I like the fire coming out of Espon there. He's yeah. like, no, well, no, let's call a spade a spade. We screwed he's up. Right. We should have won, which is fine. Like, I'm glad that they're talking about, like, he's he's wants to talk about it. And uh, Renault is just trying to save their a little bit of embarrassment. But that's a good fight you want out of Esteban because you got him for next year, too. He's going to be learning under, um, learning under Fernando next year. And you want Renault to be, uh, you know, where the McLarens were this this last race, where Alpha Tori was this last race, uh, and you know, it could have been a race winner. Yes, for sure. So um, I understand his frustration. I think it's a it's something that um, Renault should be looking at and being like, you know what? Thank God he's like this, rather than like, yeah, it was okay, and just sit back and take the points. Well, it's like you said, Shaker. They better be ready for this next year with Fernando coming back. Yeah, you imagine those oh, like, man. so Fernando, how's the car? Your engine feels good. Much slower than before. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what you're going to get next year. I mean, Alonso's not going to give a shit about the PR thing. And I, I'm not sure what the reasoning was. Like you said, maybe their CEO was there or they just wanted to, uh, you know, not air their grievances over the radio. There's there's probably a handful of reasons. Probably because they didn't want us to talk about it, you know, like the journalists or the podcasters or fans. Yeah, but I mean, we're like I was well, going to talk about how Renault messed up anyway. Honestly, this incident wouldn't have been that bad if he says like, no, I think we should have deserved better. I think it's the fact that the engineer comes back and goes, let's not talk about this yeah, right do now. Not talk. I think that's what makes the incident a lot worse. Because if 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 it was any other driver, he was like, no, I think we should have deserved. Carlos Sainz does that every other week. George yeah. Russell said it yeah. in qualifying. Yeah, yeah and we don't make a big deal out of it because their engineers don't talk back and be like, shut the fuck up. This, it's a weird incident to show to happen. Your race engineer shouldn't be telling you to keep it quiet because it's just, he just finished a race that he thought he should have deserved to win. Of course, he's yeah. going to be emotional about it. So yeah, I, I, I think, yeah, I think the fact that the engineer is like, yeah, yeah, this is not the place just makes it that much worse. Yeah, I don't mind it too much from Esteban. No. I know some people were giving him a hard time, but... I do think that Renault should have been a little bit bolder on the strategy, and they should have been there because after Belgium, they seemed like they were the best shot at a podium. 
And the fact that Alpha Tauri goes and wins the race, and then McLaren is on the podium racing point, and you know you're languishing in sixth and eighth place. Like, you know, you guys got to step up. And, yeah. And what better time to step up than that race when everything, when you had a big, you know, you had a lot of shit and a very big fan. Yeah. And Renault were nowhere to be found, and yeah. that's the story of the last couple of years for them. So, yeah. and I mean, they've had decent pace at least with Danny. Mm, uh, you know, yeah. Danny Rick has been solid with them. Yeah, so uh, it's good though. I mean, Ocon's a winner. He likes to win. A, a lot of people don't like him, but you know, he's a he's oh, a winner. I hate him. I think he's he's thing is awful. <laughs> really, I'm not a fan. Oh, well, I, yeah, I thought we all knew this because of the whole Max Verstappen incident from the, a few years no, back. He's the beauty. <laughs> Dutch people are just like subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. No, it was all Max's fault. I right. also I, you stop know, saying that, man. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Just not a fan of Esteban. Even when I watched like oh. the F1 documentary before that entire incident happened, I just was not a fan of him as a driver. Oh, I like Esteban. I'm not the biggest know. fan, but uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. All, all I'm saying is that Danny Rick has uh, kind of put a halt to the Ocon train this season. Um, but we'll see how. I'm, I'm interested to see what he does next year with mm-hmm. Alonso because I think that could be an explosive partnership. Yeah, uh, it could be. It could be the Perez. Uh, yeah, if they start, if they start getting together. Ooh. Yeah. Exactly. That that would be fun. It'd be a messy room for Renault. Actually, while we're on the topic of Renault, do you guys know that they're changing their name? Yeah, no. yeah. Alpine or Alpine? Alpine? It's apparently to go. It's not Alpine. It, it is Alpine uh, because there is an Alpine racing. I was I was having this debate with my buddy, and he was he was the one who told me about it. Yeah, but it's apparently because there is a French, another French racing team named Alpine, and they just to make it all one name. They're kind of just doing that. Okay. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Okay. So they're going to be what? Alpine Renault? I think just Alpine, Al- right? Just Alpine Racing, I believe. What? Too yeah. many new teams to follow now. Why? Because uh, um, corporate. Oh, yeah. that's boring. Maybe the you know they shave off the Renault name and they'll have better luck. Uh, why Renault? Yeah, why is... But although, like, I don't want the Renault name out of F1 either. Yeah, like the Renault name in F1, you're supposed to be there. Yeah. Huh. Anyway, that just popped into my mind while I was talking about all the Renault. Interesting. Stuff. Well, I don't like it. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. I'm sure they'll change it now. Yeah, they will. I finger wagged them. Uh, okay, what else did we have from this race? There was a lot to talk about. Uh, we talked a little bit about Lance Stroll. Uh, he could have won the race had he had a much better restart. And uh, somebody mentioned this in the comments in one of our recent videos. Can't remember who it was. But they oh, said I that... Like that logo, though. Is that the new logo? Is that yeah. the logo? Are they going to be gold That's still then? Are they? Oh, they're going to see like gold th- flake cars. No, they're including some blue in the livery. That's oh, I like yeah. this. this Alonso, looks- wait, Alonso hinted this. He said all we needed was some blue in the livery and everything would be good. Yeah, so he knew. He, it's like he knew. Yeah, for um, sure. but if they make it like a gold flake on the car, oh, I think it's gold flake. Fantastic. I think a gold flake on a F one car. I gotta see it. First. I'd buy a model of that in a second. Just to, I don't care if it's last on the grid, as long as it looks <laughs> nice. Yeah, if it's a throwback to their old colors. Yeah, it was brought up by Renault in 19... Yeah, okay, so it's one of their cars... I don't know. It was seized production in 1985. It's a road car. Yeah, it's a road car. Huh. Okay, well, we'll see. Yeah, the power unit will still be Renault branded, obviously. Well, I hope so. Yeah. (laughs) Alpine engines? Yeah. (laughs) I I hope not. I hope that would be. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, interesting. Just, Just another team to... A new team to add on to the grid next year. Yeah, we're going to be all confused now. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well. Sorry, what were you talking about, Chris? Uh, yeah, just Stroll. Uh, somebody was uh, commenting that, you know, Lance is obviously 
really known for his really good starts, especially the last couple mm. of years. Obviously, being at the back back end of the grid, he's been known to make up a few places. But he wasn't able to save his best start for when he needed it the most. And uh, yeah, eventually dropped back behind Kimi, but eventually did get up into P3. So I'm just saying that had he gotten a much better start, probably would have went out and won the race. Yeah, I mean, the mistake going into the, you know, missing that turn as well. What was the turn? Four? Four, four five chicane, yeah. yeah. Uh, that didn't help either. Yeah. Because uh, no, he lost true. a place, I think, and then he couldn't really really recover from there. But he was ahead of science at that time, I believe. Yep. So if he would have got past Raikkonen, I mean, then the chase is on. You have three cars really fighting for it. And uh, you could see, you know, Stroll maybe pushing for the win. And he was in the best situation to win, I think. Um, yeah, you know, during the red flag and just it didn't work out for him, which is too bad. But it doesn't matter. We got a, we got a great race out of it. And he's shown that he can really have uh, you know perform well um and make up spots i mean he, yeah he got a little lucky with the, the red flag yeah um but he's been very solid this year and i think that um it's a it's a growing year for him being uh, having a, a you know a top end car underneath him and he's fourth now in the championship yeah which is pretty crazy uh it's very close now though obviously between him and uh and the likes of uh who else is in the standings there i forget who's exactly Science behind would be norris there. is there as well so it's really close between those drivers in the end of the day, but the fact that he's into the top five is obviously yeah, a big... Oh, it's tied. Yeah, tied with Norris. But, you know, another factor that you also have to mention in the whole Perez discussion is he did miss two races. So yeah. when you're comparing the team comparison, like he missed two races, which is obviously massive, especially in this season. Yeah, but... Like, are you talking about because of COVID? Because he... The, yeah. I think they ended up missing out those races anyways that Nico did race. He didn't finish those races, so he would have missed out on points anyways. Sergio? Or, are you talking about when Stroll Nico, or Perez? When Nico came in for Sergio, yeah. I think one race he didn't even play. Uh, he didn't even race. The second race, I don't think he finished. Second race, he finished like P7 or something like oh, that. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. okay. I mean, we don't know what would have happened had yeah. Perez been in the race, but uh, like obviously, you know, he just had to, to, to default those races, wasn't able to start. Um, so if you're looking at the team uh, teammate comparison, you have to be honest in that sense and say, Stroll got to run two extra races in which I think he finished in the points in one of them. So yeah, you have that. But at the end of the day, still fourth in the championship, the highest he's ever been in the driver's standing. So good mm-hmm. for the young Lance. Yeah. Uh, another Canadian as well, Nicholas Latifi, guys. So much, cr- so much stuff going on in that race. Hard to notice, but he went from P20 to P11. He almost had points. Almost yeah. had points again. <laughs> yeah. Second time the series finished 11th. Yeah. And it always happens in this like crazy race. Mm-hmm. First time was in Austria, first race of the year. And now, and now again here. Yeah. But he had a, a phenomenal race. Um, he's very good off the line. Yeah. Especially he is. Like, like that lap one kind of need to make up places. Um, I don't think he's lost as uh, the stack could be wrong, but I don't think he's lost a place on lap one. Yeah, I'm not too sure. So, like, if he started, well, he's usually starting 20th. So, that, <laughs> yeah. that would, you know, it's hard to lose a place. But, um, anyways, um, he's been very good off the line and uh, another solid drive for him. It would have been really nice um, for Williams to get a point on the last race with Claire and Frank Williams involved yeah. in Williams Racing. Um, would have been a nice bow on the whole race. Unfortunately, Hamilton didn't slow up enough. <laughs> uh, you know, he could have been a nice guy. But um, you know, solid drive for him, and I think we should we should give Williams a little, a little kudos here for what they've done for the sport. Frank Williams, of course, and then uh, Claire coming in and doing a fantastic job 
Uh, it's been a tough last few years for them. Um, but you know their legacy will always live on of a legendary team, the last family-run uh, F1 team, which is crazy to think that they were doing that with you know the money oh, yeah. that these teams spend. Um, it was really impressive how long they stayed on for. But yeah, top I mean, three team at one point. Yeah, so, you know probably one of, they're probably up there in top five, like top three best teams in all of F1 history. I think they're second behind Ferrari. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Yeah. I was gonna say Just they're crazy. probably really up there. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, congrats to them for all the success they had in years past, and I just want to thank them for for all the amazing things and memories that they've given F1 fans over the years. Yeah, it's pretty sad because it's like the end of an era in the last independent owner and, and private owner in, in that sense so it's really hard for for them to stick around in this time this time and age but uh yeah it, it's unfortunate that it came to an end so quickly i was surprised that they left you know now i thought they mm-hmm. were going to see out I, the, yeah. the season yeah but yeah i mean hopefully brighter days are ahead for williams we'll say we talked about it last episode about the new management so we'll see how that goes in the next year or so keeping the name which is important mm-hmm. yeah that is important I, I for think, sure yeah and the owners i think knew that which is good yeah, um, and the drivers want that, of course. I think everyone wants that just to have the Williams name there. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I just hope it sticks around too, you know, and they don't shuffle it around. But then again, it, you know, teams like Ferrari have stuck it around for the whole entirety of Formula One. But we've seen a lot of teams come and go, and the fact that Frank Williams and his small little garage has gone to the point where he's you know the second most successful team, I think, in mm-hmm. Formula One. The legends have driven at Williams, yeah. won World Championships, Mansell and Piquet and Damon Hill, Jacques Villeneuve. So the fact that he was able to do that from where he started, again, it's insane. Great Netflix documentary, I think, on Williams is still available uh, if you want more about that history. So, yeah, hopefully they can find some uh, some good things to come after Formula One. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, what else did I have in here? We talked about Latifi. Uh, just quickly, we talked uh, the quality mode ban. I'm not sure if you what, what are your thoughts on it. Did it work or not? I think what's interesting is that this track is a little bit more a unique track in the sense of how important the slipstream is. So maybe when we go to a circuit like Sochi, we'll see a little bit more of the quality mode band come into effect. Magello might be like that too. Yeah, Magello's well, a lot of a lot of high downforce turns. Yeah. yeah. Well, Magello also has that really long you know start finish straight, mm. where we'll see where the deficits are. Like you said, Tyler, I think Honda has been another team that's most affected by it. Uh, Mercedes maybe struggled a little bit more in the overtaking during the race. I think that's where we saw it ha- hamper them more is in the race. Williams has lost out a little bit. Obviously, they qualified 19th and 20th, which didn't really happen that often, actually, this year Ooh. before this ban. So uh, Ross Braun was immediately calling for the you know ro- reverse grid qualifying to come back. But I don't think that's going to work, guys. No, the only way you do that is you have, you have two races. So yeah. you have to have two races per Grand Prix weekend, and the teams aren't going to do that. Like F2, yeah. Well, yeah. they are doing that right now. Some places. Just week after week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I'm sorry. So you think about these, this, these triple headers. You'd have six races in yeah. three weeks. I mean, that's crazy. Technically, we got Love two it. races at, in Monza, right? We did, yeah. <laughs> we did. But, um, yeah, if Vettel and Hamilton had this question last year or the year before or whatever. And uh, I think Vettel said, like, <laughs> whoever is whoever came up with that idea is an absolute idiot, and that's yeah. not how you, you fix F1. And like, Hamilton just laughed, basically, being like, yeah, what he said. Um, and I agree, have to agree with them because that's not how you fix F1 is to reverse grid. I mean, it's, it's easier in F2 and in F3 because they have, for the most part, the same cars. Yes. Like, it's very, very similar uh, with the chassis and, the, and everything, where F1, it's, it's all up to the teams. 
So yeah, not the right answer um, to fixing F1. There's a lot of other things. The budget cap, I think, is a good step, uh, but we'll see how 2022 comes. Well, that's what just makes me so mad sometimes about F1. It's like you have real problems you could address, and then they just try and fix things that don't. Like remember the qualifying session that they tried to oh, implement elimination. six years ago whenever oh it was my God, that was awful. like nothing was problem with the current qualifying format so it's like why are you changing stuff that works when you can actually focus on like exactly what you said change the damn racing so that yeah four or five teams could potentially win a race instead of the same two or one uh, in the last couple of years literally just one literally just <laughs> one this year but it's like hey guys let's change it to reverse grid qualifying that'll change it and just by the way, it's like if you did reverse grid qualifying and Monza from lap one, I guarantee you Hamilton would have still won that race. Oh, 100%. We're, yeah. just, we're just lucky the red flag came out at like lap 28 when we were already halfway through. Yeah. If Hamilton had five, 10 more laps, he would have won that race. Probably. 10? Yeah. You think 10? I think 10. It could have happened, yeah. Oh, yeah, maybe. It would have been close. All The rest of the competition were pretty close to each other. He yeah. had to fight more to get fight beat the back, I, I would say. Yeah. And not only that, but other people made the point, too, that if we did that and we had more often, like, let's say, Alpha Tauri winning races, it wouldn't be as special. No. No, that's true. So the fact that, like, this probably won't happen again for a really long time, although it'd be nice to see, like, McLaren get a win soon or something like that. The fact, the reason why this race was so incredible was because it's, like, it's Alpha Tauri's first win in more than 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. So if we had that happen every other week because of the reverse grid shuffle or whatever, it wouldn't be as special. So I think that's a good point made as well. Yeah, that's a good point. So it's not the answer. I I think a lot of people are like, no, leave that reverse grid talk at the door. Yeah, leave it at F2. It's, it's, it's fun in F2, but not, not F1. Yeah. I think they should just move F1 to America. That will fix everything. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm one of you guys now. Yeah. <laughs> You're one of the Americans. Yeah. Yeah. Those Americans. <laughs> yeah. Watch an IndyCar race, folks, and see for yourself. Don't it's very entertaining. Yeah. It's one of the more entertaining racing uh, you can watch. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, one of the final things that we'll we'll touch on because uh, obviously the race this week in Mugello is Ferrari's new livery mm. celebrating 1,000th races in Formula One. They just released this today, and I just I want to talk about Vettel afterwards and how he's sticking it up Ferraris. You know what? But. What did you guys think of this livery? I know, Tyler, you liked it. I love it. I think it is absolutely beautiful. If I can find a model a model car of this and they put it out, I will buy it in a heartbeat. Um, they got the burgundy that resembles the same color that they raced in their first ever Grand Prix. Uh, they got a big 1,000 uh, on the shark fin, you could say. I like how they changed the font of the numbers. I think that looks a lot crisper than what they have now. Mm-hmm. And uh, the overall gloss of the design is really, really nice. You don't see gloss on a Ferrari. At least you haven't in a long time. Um, so I think it's, uh, they did a beautiful, what was the last gloss? I think 2014 or 2015. I don't know. Was the 2018 a gloss one? I, I think don't think 2018 so. was a gloss one. Oh, I thought they went matte. No, I think 2019 was matte. Oh, okay. Because I remember matte, commenting, yeah. being like, oh, look at that matte finish. It looks so different. Oh. I like the gloss much better, though. Yeah, gloss does look way better. Um, but yeah, no, and the, the yellow stands out with like the I like how the thousand yellow is the same yellow as the Ferrari emblem. Um, I think it looks beautiful. It's a very very nice looking car. I think they could just run it like this. I think <laughs> I think it looks great, and it was a great marketing strategy for Ferrari to make up some money this year. <laughs> <laughs> Not wrong. <laughs> Not wrong. I, th- I wonder if the pace will be the same as the 1950 car. They're I think the paint might weigh maybe. it down. The paint might weigh it down. Yeah. They should have painted it camouflage. So I think it's getting a solid 14th place for Sebastian. <laughs> <laughs> That's a 15th place looking livery right yeah. there. 
Well, it's like an Alpha Tari. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, don't insult them by comparing them oh, to Alpha Tari. Yeah, Alpha Tari uh, are, race, are winner. race winners. I meant to say Alpha Romeo. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. sorry Even sorry. that's an insult. Yeah, they're they're better than their. <laughs> sorry. Um, both drivers finished the race. <laughs> yeah. You know what's weird about? I think I'm gonna actually like it much better in the real pictures. <laughs> I'm sure I will too. This looks lo- this looks like, looks like a, a model Photoshop. car. Yeah, this looks like a model car to me, and that's probably why I don't like it. That's probably yeah. why I want to buy it. As a yeah, model car. it legit just looks like a model car, and I'm like, this looks like it's about an inch big. <laughs> it's a weird looking kind yeah, of photo. Hey. I don't know if it's CGI'd or if they actually took it like that, but it's like there's a weird harsh light on the the tire on the left side at the rear, and it just kind of makes it look like whoever it's from- used Lightroom for this picture, you're awful terrible yeah this is not a good edit well i mean it's ferrari i don't i like it so whatever i I think i'll like it too Uh, that's what i'm saying we're we're saying we're probably gonna like it we're saying i don't like the photo i don't like the photo yeah i'm just not a big fan okay okay take take (laughs) the ferrari logo off and i'll like it um i think give me a faster car then i'll probably like it (laughs) i think the news we can all agree on though uh for sure is that mick schumacher will be nice to see him racing in that one car yeah for sure although we thought it would be practice it's not unfortunately it's uh he's be touring the uh f2004 around way better mugello which is yeah probably a faster (laughs) car uh and uh yeah of course what uh what um uh michael schumacher uh raced uh, for the for Ferrari, uh, so that'll be cool to see that car go around the track one more time. Yeah, for mm-hmm. fun. That's gonna sound amazing too. Yeah, it and, will sound uh, really cool. Um Yeah, it, it's just funny that uh, it's you know it's their thousandth race, right? This is so special, everything. And Vettel decides to drop most likely this big bombshell news yeah. that he's going to Aston Martin. I just think that's poetic. I think that was definitely planned. Oh yeah, there's oh, yeah. there's Aston. no way this entire setup was not planned with uh, with uh, Sergio dropping out and yeah, there's no way. Yeah, Seb knows what he's doing. Yeah, good for him. <laughs> I like it. Stick it up where they where 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 they belong for Ferrari. Yeah. So I hope that uh, that gets revealed. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. Probably by the time this video comes out, we might have official confirmation. But yeah, it should be interesting to see what happens. All right, what is the score? It's uh, wraps up by four with thirty eight seconds left in double overtime. Ooh, okay, we better run then. <laughs> Crazy. See what's gonna happen with that. But uh, that'll do it for us, folks. That is the twenty twenty Italian Grand Prix recap and also breaking news edition. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit of a fun one today because we have some of that muse and we get a new track kind of uh, yes next week. So it'll be fun yep. to see Mugello how it turns out. Hopefully, it turns out to be a great race. The circuit looks nice. Looks like it could be fun. Hard to overtake, maybe. Yeah. Qualifying will be amazing. Yeah, it'll be fun. I think it'll be a good weekend. Yeah. It's nice to see these off, like one-off tracks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's fresh, right? So it's going to be exciting. Yeah. Um. And and again, it's special, right? A thousand Grand Prix uh, celebration for Ferrari, and also uh, a lot of interesting things. You know, coming off the buzz of Pierre Gasly's win will be a lot of fun. So, drop down in the comments below. Let us know what you thought of the Italian Grand Prix. What stood out to you? Uh, do you know? Do you have any comments on anything that we brought up today? The whole racing point news. As always, just drop it in the comments below. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, yeah, check out our Mugello track guide if you guys are not familiar with the circuit. And you want to know a little bit more before Friday. Uh, we got that up on the channel as well. Any final thoughts, guys? No, I'm excited for Mugello. Yeah. Uh, great weekend, and let's continue this this trend of great F1. That's right. Yeah. Ah. McLaren win this weekend, folks. Yeah, this has been probably the most exciting F1 year in a long time. So, yeah, I'm hoping they keep it up. And, yeah, excited to see what Magella looks like.
Awesome. Awesome. Good. Glad to have everybody again for another episode. If you haven't done so already, hit that like button, hit a subscribe, uh, those notifications on your right, just so you get a notification every time we post a new video and all of our social media links can be found on the homepage of our channel. Thanks everybody. And we'll see you after the Magello Grand Prix. Bye now. See ya. See ya.